everybody welcome to episode 95 of the bonehead podcast where we talk all things blood bowl Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Type Ben. How you doing, BT? Hello. Yeah, doing well, thanks. How are you? Not bad at all. And we are also joined by our 3D printing correspondent and TO mastermind, Ian Triple Pow Tripler. It's true. Evening. It's true. How you doing, Trips? You all right? I'm, I'm all good. How's everyone? Oh, very good. Very good. Love the, love the T-shirt. Yeah, we're repping yeah, the... the brand today. Yeah, we're all repping the brand, and... This is the uh, Can You Spot Your T.O. t-shirt. No, I yeah. love it. That's excellent. I'm I'm so gutted. I'm not going to be at South Coast. Um, I mean, being in Italy will be pretty nice. But, uh, you know, Blood Bowl tournament. A better South Coast than that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, episode 95, BT, what are we talking about today? Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Blood Bowl 3 beta, which had a um, another free weekend recently, and also some infamous coaching staff inducements. Something I don't think we've really touched on much. So. I don't think we have. I think Death Zone landed and we were like, cool, loads of stuff. And then we just kind of moved on with our live and like sevens. Yeah. Awesome. And giants <laughs> and wizards. Uh and um actually there's a ton of resource in there that you can probably take in your league and occasionally we'll be able to take to a tournament as well. So it's actually worthwhile going through and seeing what's useful. And then yes, Ian, Ben, Blood Bowl three. The beta is on the go. As the podcast comes out, it's got one more day and then it goes away for an indefinite period of time. But it's been good fun. So we're going to talk about how it is, how it's shaping up. Uh, right. Anyway, on to Blood Bowl News. Okay, so Blood Bowl news time. Uh, just want to first of all start off by thanking everybody out there who supports the show one way or another, whether you just like and subscribe on YouTube, listen to the podcast, or one of our Patreons. Um, and we've had a few new joiners this month. Uh, Blake Miller, Trevor Craig, Benedict Simon, Liam DWL, Stuart DeWaverin, Lars Brondham, Jason Brake, Rupert McLeod, Lorenzo, Kimarossa, uh, Mike Lietzu, Sergio da Sierra and Charles Mortain. Thank you very much for joining the crew. Appreciate it. It allows us to get our hands on all the latest Blood Bowl goodies and share them with everybody. Okie dokie. Guys, bit of a quiet Blood Bowl month so far. But uh, we do have one very cool Kickstarter coming out, which is the Dungeon Lab from your boys, uh, MG Pick Strips. Oh, yeah. Love, love the love this guy. He's a amazing uh, Italian sculptor who's uh, done some pretty good stuff before, including the West Cross um, Abbey team that we've we've used for the Death team um, that had a mini Snotling team just bundled up for free with it as well. <laughs> yeah, the little undead heads uh, was so cool. So um, this goes live on I think Friday. So we're recording on Thursday. So if you're listening on the Patreon, it will be live now. And our video preview will either be in with the Kickstarter or shortly followed. But like Trip said, we did get our hands on a load of it early. And we printed off a load of it. 
We made the spinny plate. So if you came to Dorset Dungeon Bowl or you've been watching the Dungeon Bowl uh, series, the spinny plate is all tiles and walls from the actual Kickstarter. Um, although when I did the video review, I forgot that I painted the flames green. And of course, with the green screen, it just means that there's just invisible. And then I decided, you know what would be a great idea? To use the Marienburg Minotaurs models as a, as the model to demonstrate <laughs> who are also green so uh yeah i need to stop painting things in green but you guys have been saying that for a long time anyway um kickstarter goes live now and you get we'll talk about what it is in a second you get tiles and walls and doors and accessories and the price point have you guys seen the price point it is beautifully un it unavoidably low <laughs> <laughs> i think we've just seen a live reaction from ben there yeah i just scrolled up like what 10 euros for early yeah. bird now that's only early bird so by the time you uh you listen to this the early bird may oh. have gone and yeah, then it's fork out 15 15 euros <laughs> for everything in this kickstarter now we got a preview batch so we didn't even get our hands on every one of the stl files but we still had enough to print an entire dungeon an entire dungeon and we've printed an entire dungeon and it's awesome so what the kickstarter is is a series of stl files and it's got this very cool magnetic system so there's tiles there's walls you can print them off you can use them and when it comes to a dungeon thing we did a very similar thing to um the spinny plate which was print out the files on resi and glue them down chuck in some gravel and bits and pieces and do a proper like old school modeling job like how you would make a dungeon in the 2000s but they've got this very cool undertile system and trips you actually printed out how to play with some of that didn't you yeah, so it's it's a really good like base plane uh, set of tiles to allow you to clip the bases together, but that you can then readjust the, your main tiles as well, um, and it's all magnetised together. And once you stick it together, it's really solid really quickly. Um, it gives it a nice bit of, of weight and, and detail, and it's going to stop you knocking it around on the board. There's nothing worse than the uh, uh, splatting uh, an ogre and uh, killing a dungeon in the same <laughs> same time they've um they've done an outrageously good job on the kickstarter of having like loads of gifs uh, and just to kind of demonstrate it and it kind of oh it's got like the vibe of an old mattel kind of um yeah. <laughs> like i think it's just because all you've got is the picture of the dungeon stuff in a pure yeah. white background and an, and a bodiless arm just kind of removing stuff and putting things in there. The only thing that's missing is turtleneck. Exactly arm. right. The only thing that's missing is like smoke effects and a VHS. And I think yeah. it's ah, oh, I think it's so good. The, <laughs> <coughs> um, one thing to mention is because they've got the doors, the doors and the wall sections, they are like they don't fit in the tiles, so you do have spaces. Um, but again, like Trip said, they're they're under tiles, so you can print off a bunch of under tiles, magnetize them, and you just literally chop and change whenever you build a dungeon, and you get kind of half tiles to fill out the gaps. This is the Kickstarter has been done awesomely, and the value is outrageous. It takes a while to print stuff. Like it took me a good couple of weeks to print out seventy tiles and sixteen walls and twenty doors or whatever, but oh man it's so rewarding and now it's all glued down on our three by two it's just it looks so good um i just absolutely really really excited for this one 
I'm really, I'm really hoping it lands really well. And that price point has got to. And the merch is only fifty pounds, or no, it's not even pounds; it's euros. Um, I don't know what the difference is these days. I don't know if I imagine not a lot to be honest. But you know, <laughs> if if you just yeah, absolutely love this. I'm super excited for it. I'm over the moon with what we've got. And as I kind of said in the the, the video reviews, like it's literally just the first bit that we printed. <laughs> There's going to be so much more that we do with this in the future. Yeah, this is this is really really cool. Um, huge variety, unbelievable. Yeah, you 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 mentioned with the gaps, like you actually overcame that kind of reasonably well, didn't you? Oh yeah, I didn't. Um, so either in the preview tiles that we got access to a few weeks ago, they didn't have the half tiles in there, or I just missed them. Um, I wasn't too fussed because with the dungeon layout, and this is it's been built for uh, Dungeon One and, and Dungeon Three for Dorset Dungeon Bowl and our, our Dungeon Bowl Championship series, it, it means that there's like an 18 mil gap a couple of times, and you just space the tiles out a little bit and put some gravel in between, and it, mm. it, it it's almost unnoticeable. Like yeah, like the squares are very apparent, like where players can stand, right? So there's no like ambiguity there. No, no, it's yeah. it works brilliantly. So it's not a stadium it's as good as this is a dungeon and they've they've done a great job of marketing it for dungeon ball players but realistically this is just anybody who wants a dungeon in kind of new hammer scale even though you can scale it up and scale it down quite quite handily they're going to have some stretch goals and i think it's pretty fair to say that they're automatic so there's a whole bunch of different tiles and then there's going to be portal doors which i'm quite excited about mm. um doesn't quite work for dungeon bowl because obviously you kind of have to stand on a portal and it's a door but i don't really care but it's a great way to like so oh we had a great whip wednesday this week where someone is um building their own space hulk but but using dwarves versus skaven in a dungeon yes even though i have a new laptop i'm still using the computer and the computer can't handle doing everything at once uh so it died halfway through however i think guys unless i'm mistaken that is everything for blood bowl news i've not missed nothing else has been released we've had have we had anything from games workshop no i think it's all been heresy 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 heresy, heresy, heresy. and uh, more heresy yeah yep. have you guys bought any heresy no? <laughs> <laughs> did you get the starter set I, I did yeah and a couple of rhinos and some transfers oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the book <laughs> Yeah, it was not not cheap, but no, I can't I can't justify it. It was just fun. yeah, I was about to justify it. It was ridiculous. It was like what you were going through this like I do need it, I don't need it, I do need it. And I was like, yeah. Oh, as soon as you start going through that, you know, at ten o'clock on Saturday morning, you're gonna be like refresh, refresh, refresh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is very much what it was like. I um. And it was the old classic of like you tried to buy it and it, your car errors out, so you're just like right on to the next website. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was very good. I I printed five eight mil space marines and painted them, and that kind of that kind of got me through the FOMO. I was like, you know what? No, it's yeah, fine. I I realised that I hate painting space marines. This is fine. Uh, I can now move on. I can now go. So I was pretty safe with that. Um, Even but, when they're eight mil. Oh, they're so good, man. Still miserable. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, right, that is everything except for the fact that we've sold nearly. I think what is it? Fifty tickets trips. For yeah, South tickets, yeah. Coast series, and that we ooh, is that four weeks today, as the podcast comes out. One, two, three. Yeah, 
Oh, wow. Okay, four weeks time. Uh, this is, I think this is probably where we're going to get a load of people buying tickets um, because they're like, oh, it's four weeks. We can go to this tournament. It's a standard 11s tournament. Nothing too crazy. Star players are allowed. Giants technically are allowed. So yeah, if you fancy some proper Blood Bowl at the Bic again, run by these two gentlemen, then please come on down because it's going to be a great day. Uh, tickets are available at the Entoyment website and it's always in the link and the show notes. Right, with that in mind, we've actually got some cool hobby to talk about. So we're going to bounce into hobby. Okay, hobby time. Anybody built anything cool? Ben. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think you mentioned it last time when I was away, right? Because um, We did, yeah. Only yeah, briefly. So yeah, at that point, I'd just done some legs. But yeah, I've uh, put together a board gaming table, which is really exciting. It's kind of like a bucket list. It's something I've always I, I like, wanted. I think the phrase is an awesome gaming, <laughs> board gaming table. Are you happy for me to put it in the show notes? Like, yeah, to, to actually put it off, I'll, I'll put it on the screen now if I can remember. Um, yeah. Because it's so cool. I, I'm really happy with it. It was It's the first time I've tried any kind of carpentry. And Crips here is... Uh, carpentry wizard so i had a lot of lot of tips with trips and um <laughs> oh my god there's a show and... there come on <laughs> tips with trips yeah how to get wood out of being <laughs> how to get wood from trips and um so... <laughs> uh yeah so it, it's and just it, it was difficult it was really difficult but um i managed to get through it i took up the whole long weekend um which i didn't really expect but what brought it on like what i'm just something i've always wanted like for so many years since i've been like really into board gaming like i've really wanted a board gaming table but i've never got one because you know i hadn't really had the space for it in our old house now we've moved we've kind of got a room for it but then even when we moved it was kind of like well do we want it to replace a dining table probably not it's a bit too big for that area yeah and then i've got this room and i'm just like how do i want to do this do i want to play warhammer on it i don't think it really matters because you can warhammer's fine you can just put it's such an awkwardly big size to have as a table sometimes. So I kind of just want to focus on board game. And then I want it to be to fit this specification, which is really niche. So there weren't really any tables there. And then when you look online for like these custom ones, they cost like £1,500. Can you and kind I'm of like, understand no. why now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, yeah. So I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go into way of, in way over my head on an ambitious project which tends to be what i like doing and um yeah and ended up with with actually i think a pretty reasonably oh, stable awesome, that's man. rgb lit which makes everything yes cool, so yeah. yeah the the extra uh rude boy lights were, were most yeah. excellent <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it's four foot uh diameter octagon so it's pretty big. Like I put my biggest game on there just to see if it would fit, and it did, which is really cool. Oh, um, the oh, that was the shots of Midara. Midara, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has like huge player areas. Um, so that's all good. Gloomhaven fits, which is awesome. So I'm excited to run our campaign on this table. Um, Dungeon Ball will fit as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we could try and record some games on it. I think that oh, would be that cool. would be very cool with the. Um, yeah, no, it's really cool. So it's it's actually quite a bit lower down. So that's that's kind of what I mean with the specification. Like I had these chairs which I really wanted for the room, 
but they're like lower than dining chairs. They're quite like you, you sit quite close to the ground. So the table needed to be low, but like higher than a coffee table. It's like just about it's about ten centimeters shallower than a dining table. Um, but it's just really comfortable now. So the legs for uh, that's was something I was really worried about. That I build this thing and then you go to sit in and your knees hit the end, like the side <laughs> of the table. And but it's it's actually back and shimmed it. Yeah, yeah, true. I uh, no, it's just um. It came out way better than I thought it would, and way better than Alison thought it would. He said I was crazy. Um, <laughs> he's happy with it. So. No, it looks awesome, man. That's some serious hobby. Uh, really, really, really cool. I, I can't really compete with that, but I did build a dungeon, so it, it's been all right. Uh, to be fair... That's pretty cool. A whole yeah, dungeon is quite yeah, nice. Yeah, it, took a, it took a few weeks. Printed out, uh, I think it was 70 tiles eight walls 16 doors and yeah also popped over to b&q uh and uh got the got a board got a three by two planned it all out and just had a really great fun time gluing it all down and then i sprayed it and then i did some black spray with some gray spray over the top and some zenithal and then i ruined it all by spraying it with agrax now agrax is obviously the best paint out there but when you spray it it kind of dries in the air as it goes on so all i really did was paint it black again um <coughs> so i've gone back and regrade it so i've got some work to do but uh last week i've basically been out of action with flu it wasn't covid but i took like three different tests and i was fine each time and i'm like I, my lungs hurt like they feel cold like when you go running in the in the cold but i don't have covid which is great news but feeling better now uh mostly still got a bit of a cough but meant i did spend most of the jubilee weekend uh i, I carried on with my with one of the project for work on the thursday because i was like oh everybody's out of office i'm gonna get left alone this is gonna be amazing so i got a ton of work done and then i was like wicked no it's the bank holiday weekend and then i went to bed and uh i got up monday to go back to work so hobby wise yeah built a dungeon printed some stuff printed some tiny space marines which was cool i enjoyed that uh printed a giant painted a giant for print to pitch uh the uh the corn team from torchlight i was oh, like of course, yeah, yeah. yeah so i printed to do 300 percent scale because i was like this is gonna be cool <laughs> so got, got a nice giant up there which is pretty good and then um kind of went to sleep for 36 hours and then binge watch reacher which is an amazing show really like that uh and uh, it's, it's it's super like like uh like dexter like it's just this one kind of oh, cool. awkward big dude and this very lippy little policewoman i was like hey this is like dexter but obviously no more people die actually to be fair that's the um like lee child series isn't it uh i think so yeah, it was the one where um books, yeah. tom cruise made a couple of movies and then they realized he was a yeah, foot too short right okay. yeah yeah and then uh, moved on to jack ryan uh which is awesome with jim from the office just finished up season <laughs> one moved on to season two and i i can't not see him as harrison ford because it's the same character that Harrison Ford played in like Clear and Present Danger, so I I, I can't like separate it. So yeah, not a lot of hobby, but actually, uh, I I did that thing where I kind of had to stop and watch stuff, and it was brilliant. I really liked it. But yeah, that's been fun trips. I know you've been building tons of things. Yeah, I've been uh, continuing on the the Munda binge. So uh, I finished off the the terrain, got that all done, and I think. Uh, I moved on to the uh, the nomads from Ash Wastes. 
and <sighs> got them all built. And uh, yeah, they got a bit fiddlier as I got into the um, gang itself. Uh, the usual uh, two arms, two sections of arms, and then a massive gun and trying to balance it all together and do it without uh, knocking it all over is a bit of fun. And they're on the painting table and they're pretty close to being finished. So pretty pleased with that. That's that's remarkable. Uh, normally, it's a case of build model, prime model, and then move on. Mm. Build new model, prime new model. Um, I've got like an entire goblin team there that's been primed, and that will be it for now. <laughs> I think it helps. I'm listening to to Dune on Audible as well at the same oh, time, nice. so it's giving me that absolute feel, and I think it's just sort of really helping with the the motivation to finish it off. You've been really motivating me. Like every time I've like since you've since you've been updating them i keep like getting i've got some goliaths i keep getting them out of the box they're like half painted you're just like i need to revisit this it's well if only you had like player. a big gaming board to put them on at the end and play maybe maybe do some maybe i'll paint them up as like a priority we do some under because that'll be good oh, man, i love all their new stuff cool. with their like their big like jack suits what what do they call them i swear jack's in the name what, they had the goliaths, the goliaths right yeah they've yeah. got their like mecha suits the Goliath had mecha suits. I thought they were just like massive comic book people. So they've got Ambots as well, which are oh, massive. Right Ambots they had, are great. They, they, it's when they started releasing all the technology for different houses. I swear the Goliaths had like really like roided up. I guess, I guess they yeah, weren't really got, they were. Yeah, they've got something that's, that's pretty like you run into it in a small corridor and the, the next site you see will be blood all over the walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to look at what they've got. No, wicked. Any other bits of bobs and for hobby for you trips? Uh, I think that's that's hobby. That was all of all of the hobby for the last couple of weeks. I do have something completely not hobby related that I do want to talk about, which is Top Gun. <clears throat> so it was uh, it was uh, last Monday, last week, last Monday, and it was a uh, that was it. I was it, right. I've been working on a project to work, and I tend to get really, really like everything else in the world just disappears when i'm in the zone so i started work and then it was about i don't know 11 hours later and tiff was like hey you're gonna come out of the office i was like oh i don't know she's like right let's go let's go out for dinner so i went out for dinner and then um we ended up going to see top gun i was like oh you know kind of want to watch top gun trips had mentioned it and i was like yeah you know it'd be really cool and she was like yeah i don't mind um and top gun maverick just turned out to be like an incredible movie really it's so oh, yeah. good tiff has gone back and seen it three times oh my word tiff <laughs> tiff hates films right generally speaking she just doesn't she, the films are not her bag but she saw it and we were coming home and she was like that was so good i, I really want to go see it again i'm going to take my dad so she took her dad and then she went with a friend the other night as well so she has gone to see it three times she went to see it with her dad and then came home and she was like oh do you want to watch the original tonight i was like what is this <laughs> so we ended up watching uh both the top gun movies um trips you've seen it as well haven't you oh yeah i went to see it with my eldest daughter and we, we enjoyed the whole thing walked out and we could have literally just walked back in to see it again it's, it's wow. it, was, it was it was awesome it's just unadulterated action movie it's 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 so good I'll go yeah, check it out it, this weekend. Alison's got a friend coming down, so I'll just like dude, get out of the house for a bit, you, walk down to the cinema. And... You should. You should. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, you, I will come you, watch you. You'll with come you. out and you'll be like, mm, I don't want the woodsman's beard. I do want the uh, moustache. 
Okay, so the first thing we are going to take a bit of a dive into is Blood Bowl 3, the beta version. I don't know, what's this? Is this the third time they've had the beta out now? I think it's the third one now, yeah. Yeah, the third time. And it's just out for 10 days, I think. And I have played a lot of it. Guys, have you tried out the beta? Yeah, I've had it up and uh, had, a, had a fair good old play with it. How about you, BT? I haven't, oh. I haven't, but I spent enough time on the internet to know that I can just give my opinion anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, Milton was going to join us today as well, uh, but I believe he's asleep. So, um, no, he's, uh, I think, uh, parent parenting issues. Not issues, that's not fair. Just, you know, not sleeping, I think, is... Uh, just life. Yeah. yeah, is a real thing. Um, so, I've got it up on the screen now, but... Uh, right. Initial impressions, I love the style. The style, the execution of it, really well done. The menus are really nice. Most of it is reasonably intuitive. Like, all the basic stuff is just just good fun, right? Happy with that. And there's, there's an online mode. And I've been playing online games against strangers. And it's actually been not particularly problematic. I I'm I, I I this is this I guess this is a bit unstructured, but my initial impression is that I'm super impressed with it. What was your initial impression, Trips? So I, I think the my very initial impression was relief um, <laughs> after the the last couple of, uh, of betas and demos or wherever we've been and the feedback. And I think I was just in that position of please let it be good. <laughs> Um, and it was, and it was just like, yeah, this is polished. This is good. Uh, and I think, I think 10 minutes in, I was like, I just wish this wasn't the beta. I wish this was the, the, the release copy. Cause it felt, it, yeah, there's always going to be some issues, but it felt good enough to really just go, I want to crack into this and run a league, run a team, get it up and going. Yeah, I, I, that's absolutely bang on. So I've got it up on the screen now because I'm just playing an AI game against the uh, against the Renegades. I mean, where where should we start when it comes to the feedback? Uh, BT, you play a lot of video games, and therefore you get to rage about a lot of video games. What um what's your kind of what was your the first and most important thing when you were thinking about this game coming out? Um. With with this game, I know kind of the most of the issues we had on the previous ones were like from a UI point, right? Yeah. Where a lot of it was really unintuitive. And I saw some of that was fixed. I watched your video um, of you playing the game uh, with your Renegades versus Dwarves. Um, that was a horrible game. <laughs> and I know just like one of, the, one of the first things that came up, you were just like, right, I'm going to go and block that obvious guard. All of these guys have like guard and skills and stuff. It just wasn't like immediately obvious. Now I don't know if that's just because you know you're excited and rushing into the game. I didn't know it's either. Uh, that was um, honestly that was because I I expected everyone to have. I didn't realize that there would be yeah. people out there who had already leveled up their dwarves to have a bunch of guard and stand from. <laughs> I was like, I downloaded yeah. this straight away. I've been at a meeting for forty five minutes and, and and now and now and now there's guard spam already. Like what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I, I thought this of Blood Bowl 2 as well. Like, I, I, I didn't play them extensively. Um, but like, a lot of the skill icons and stuff sometimes get a bit blurred. Like, things look kind of the same. Like, you know, stand firm, 
and block kind of look fairly similar. It's that kind of stuff where it's just like... I, I think it was little things like, like where's Brawler? I, I was playing with Brawler, oh, yeah. so I think the same as you, Ben. I was like, well, I know I've got it, but why can't I find the thing to click yeah. on? And once you realise, oh, it's a circle and it's there and it's... Yeah. it's it, it feels like a game that's designed to play on a console and you can also play on a PC. And once you get into yeah. that mindset, it all starts to come together a bit. That I was, feel like it's definitely engineered yeah. like that way around. That was um, Milton's which, point as well, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I find it a little disappointing. Um, especially, I, I mean, I'd like to see the analytics for it, but I always felt like Blood, like Blood Bowl 2 was primarily played on PC. So it's an interesting choice. Um, I don't think Blood Bowl 2 was even that bad on console from what I... Uh, well, like, bad? No, it was great. Um, no, no, Saxby yeah. binges games on Oh, play, yeah. uh, PS4, I assume. Um, hmm, yeah. Do I go for it? I think I do go for it. All right, here we go. Yeah, go for it with the mind at all. I've surfed two <laughs> of their players already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should I play this like a Skaven coach? Um, yeah. Uh, you, you bang on. There's. It's not perfect, right? Not by a long shot. And both the the the, the things you mentioned are exactly right. So, it feels consolely, uh, which to be honest with you i'm happy with um like i'm playing it on my laptop right now and i'm having a great time like this is fine this is no problem at all yeah because i'm powering these chaps down um and it's great now we've got um owa and renegades which absolutely swings it for me because that's just us i just they're game they're, they're teams that we haven't had a chance to really play a lot with so getting them in the demo was probably a massive swing in the right direction uh, and potentially unnecessary like but I, I i just you know let's let's compare it to blood bowl 2 though for a second this is probably the feedback I, i'm hearing the most about the game is it's not as good as blood bowl 2 it's not as seasoned as blood bowl 2 and I mean, when it comes to games and stuff like that, and when it comes to technology in general, because Ben, we were talking about a Kickstarter earlier, weren't we? Like, mm. a game that's had a year or two years worth of DLC and updates, that's, like, I feel like that's in its prime. And there's a lot of games, Warhammer Total War is probably the best example of this, where it's, you just don't play it in the first two years that it's out because it's just not great. It's not polished. Yeah. Well, I think the difference with Total War, though, is that the stuff you have is backwards compatible. Like, you can play, like, Total War 2 with the races and, like, stuff you've unlocked for Total War. Sorry. Yeah, with, like, Total War 1. Like, the, these things carry over. Ah, oh, that's so, fair. That's, that's a fair To shot. some degree, from what I remember, at least. I remember that happening with 2 from 1. So, like, you unlock stuff in 1, you can play it in 2. Um yeah mm. I, I, but i know what you mean i know exactly what you mean this happens with mmos all the time as well so like you, people play mmos and then it's like final fantasy 11 for example a lot of people played final fantasy 11 when 14 came out a whole bunch of people were just like well i'm playing 11 why do i want to go to 14 i mean it didn't help that 14 was really rubbish when it launched but um <laughs> like yeah that was that like i know exactly what you mean it's hard to move over especially when they're only launching with how many races six or three Oh, well, they're, they're, no, they're launching with 12, is it? Yeah, I think they're launching with 12. 
still though, if you're used to playing these races in Blood Bowl 2, and now when Blood Bowl 3 comes out, you kind of have to buy all these DLCs again. I can see why people are a little bit concerned. Uh, right, two secs. I'm just going to try and surf this orc. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great fun. Um, right, I am playing against the AI right now, uh, and the AI is terrible. Uh, is it? Uh, it it's... It's spectacularly bad. The the you, you are rushing for a touchdown, and it's still putting someone at the opposing end zone, and you're like, well, that's really nice, but you don't have the ball, you can't throw it there, and you just, you just physically can't get it there. The, it's it, it, it entertainingly bad, but it's it's never been great, so I'm not going to grumble about that. Yeah, the Blood Bowl 2 AI was also pretty bad. Uh, yeah. I, just significantly questionable in every single way, I think is probably the best hey, way. What they are really good for is learning the game. Yeah. I think learning the game against Blood Bowl video like blood bowl 2 ai is fantastic i think the tutorial was really good the tutorial um, yeah, for blood this really really good as well oh that's good that's uh, really good because i think that's a, such a great way to get people into playing the game i've blitzed already that means my minotaur is going to do absolutely like, nothing even playing the tabletop game i think is a really good way like if people, especially if like they have free events like if they do like free weekends or something or you know regular sales blood bowl 2 has, has always been super cheap to sell <laughs> like every other weekend yeah. Yeah. um yeah, it's really cool to just be like, hey, pay, you know, what, three pounds for a Blood Bowl tutorial? Yeah. And it feels very much like Blood Bowl 2 felt in terms of the AI, the way it plays, of it's a good entry thing. It's great that the rules are up to date and they're, they're current for, for what we've seen in there. So it was nice to play Blood Bowl, the video game, and, and not and not be uh, trying to remember the old rule set. So it was it was good to have it in that. It's it's not going to win every game of the year award prize in any way at all. But is it Blood Bowl? Uh, is it the best video version of Blood Bowl that we've got with the best graphics? <laughs> so, yeah. should we interrupt with Milton's point here? Because uh, we were talking about this earlier, and Trips was like, you know what? It's the best iteration of uh, Blood Bowl 2020 on a video game, um, you know, that we can play. And Milton was like, well, hang about it. Is it better than Fumble? Is it really better than Fumble? Because Fumble's got. Yeah, the AI just did some questionable rushes there <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, this is great stuff. Um, Fumble is is weirdly incredible, right? Like, yeah. graphics are endearing, but techni technically garbage, I guess. I love them because they're 32 or 64-bit sprites. I think they might be 64-bit sprites, which just makes me insanely happy because it's just that's yeah. how graphics should be. Um, but having this game, the visuals of it, oh, no, Rat Ogre just both down sculled. Uh, right, let's try and use a reroll. And failed. So both down, both down. Ugh. What a turnover. Silly. Silly. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah. So you've got Fumble, and Fumble's got every race, and you've got the ability to add races and to add stuff and to play full-on leagues with everybody. But the visuals of Blood Bowl 2, for example, were... You, we've streamed Fumble, right, Ben? And the views for streaming Blood Bowl 2 versus the views for streaming Fumble... I just no one wants to watch fumble 
there are like a few people who love Blood Bowl. I personally don't mind watching a fumble game if it's an interesting game. But I would, you know, if you're flicking through YouTube or Twitch or whatever and someone's playing Blood Bowl 2, it's just it's just easier to watch. It just looks better. It's, there's just so much more enticing. But as a player's game, I do think fumble is technically better. What are your thoughts on that? I think, so I, I, fumble's a, a great game. I think it's really easy to make a mistake in fumble because of the, the way it is, um, <laughs> l- remembering how to throw. I mean, without a doubt, the best thing about fumble is the sound effects. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it is a great, simple version of it. I think for, for someone who knows Blood Bowl really well, fumble is, is fabulous. For someone who doesn't know Blood Bowl really well, the video mm-hmm. game is a much easier playable version of it yeah I, i'm i'm gonna be somewhat controversial and maybe it's just um, like a young millennial verging on zoomer um <laughs> i as as great as fumble is i i just i i would take the cyanide games over the many day of the week for me like like the whole core of the game where it comes from being like a miniature tabletop game and like set in warhammer for me like the aesthetics comes they, they rank so highly into my reasons for playing the game like the aesthetic the music just the the atmosphere of the game is really important to me and so that's why i feel like the game and something that blood Bowl 3 does excellently i think is like from a visual and like audio point of view superb i just think it looks awesome like the graphics obviously aren't like mind-blowing i wouldn't even say they're like next-gen graphics i'd say the graphics from about 2009 2010 but like the the way that they're constructed and put together in the game is really really pleasant and i, I really like that like the, the the crowds are awesome the the animations are awesome yeah I, I, it's just as much as like the dwarves like winding up their punches i thought that was really fun <laughs> so so graphics wise i i love what bubble three have done and now they they are a bit gangly like they've they are trying to be exactly or not exactly but they're trying to be super 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 close to the miniatures which i think is i do actually think is an excellent idea uh i think so because it just it it ties in and and it's gonna keep it keeps it close to you know being on brand i guess like with games the customization stuff of the paints and the detail it really it's it feels like a gw version of bb yeah. on the paint the, names online. aren't they the, the, yeah yeah w paint names yeah sorry well, Hannah, i wanted to have one more contrarian point i'm sorry i'm, I'm i need to especially I'm, I'm doing proper like i haven't played the game yeah i've got loads of opinions um i do kind of wish renegades looked a little bit more cohesive that has the problem that the GW Renegades team has, where it's like you've got this this chaos pact that just are just taken from the other teams and put in the same color. Uh, and so there's no real cohesion between them in terms of their like uniforms and things. Yeah, yeah. I thought I saw some um, like chaosifications of like at least the linemen. Well, they get mutations, right? Yeah, but even like the the face plates, I think, are slightly different. Oh, okay, maybe but, that's maybe I missed that. But the yeah. Rato, the, like the Ogre, the Orc, the Dark Elf, yeah. they are all just 
the same sprites. And I think it's the same with OWA as well, as it probably should be, because it is a representation of the models, which are, there are no models. Um, Customization, though, I really love the bit where you choose your own team, like you choose your own team stuff. In fact, uh, let's bin that game off. Let's let's uh, bring up the customization options because actually, it's, I thought that was awesome. Like I've chosen paint schemes for all my guys. Uh, you get some logos, not a huge amount of logos. You just you do get access to some logos, um, but you did in Blood Bowl two as well. But like Trip said, the fact that the the, the paint schemes are the same it just reminds me of is it dawn of war ben where you could paint your oh, space yeah. marines yeah. so good that was yeah. that was so much fun all right okay here we go we're going to create a new team and we're going to create a uh let's go with owa because i haven't used owa yet on this one team name um danger zone okay Yay, the team's good. All right, wicked. So there's you get template, uh, you get manual. I'm going to go with manual to build my team because I think it's important. But you can go to customization and you've got jerseys, coaches, there's dice, there's balls, mottos, names, coaches. You can there, it, there is no customization in there at the moment for dice, but the fact is you are going to be able to customize your dice, which I think is very important to some coaches. Milton. Looking at you here. All right, so I've got my OWA dwarf. You can scroll between the players. We've got a halfling, we've got a human blitzer, human catcher. Right, so you've got palette. There's three colors, and yeah, they are Games Workshop paints. I don't think they marry up all that well. Like, Mephiston Red is is basically orange. Oh, no, it's not. It just looks orange on the corner. That's quite cool, actually. Second color, you've got blue horror third color corn red white scar yeah it's really cool and then you've got patterns on here as well so there's stripes there's dots uh chevrons diamonds something called lustria wow diamonds and cross there's basically if you've been when you were in b&q did you go down like the bathroom tile section i didn't but i know of them okay well basically that's on here uh interlace Jeez. Oh, wow. That's incredibly good. All right. They've, I didn't even bother looking at most of this. I just went with stripes. Uh, actually, there's like checker patterns, plaid patterns, diamonds. There's a moldy pattern. They've done a really good job on the customization, which I, I think is awesome. And then you've got the emblems as well, where you can choose your little logo and it is represented on a guy. Uh, there's only one type of dice at the moment, but that's that's pretty good. Do we expect to see like in-app purchases for dice and stuff like that? Do you think it will be like DLC expansions or? I I could see them doing that. I reckon what it might be is like you yeah you buy this like goblin expansion and they put dice in it to make the price seem a little bit more like you know average out. But that might be what happens. Like when you buy a team pack, you get a dice pack with it. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, I guess. Uh, right. yeah, I mean, ne nearly every game has got some kind of add-on and detail. It'll, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the it's it's customizational DLC, so it's not game sort of. It's not it's not blocking the game or advancing the game by not using it, but it'll be in there to uh, to to get some extra coins. I mean, you've been playing Diablo more recently, haven't you, Trips? Yeah, <laughs> you probably know about the coins. <laughs> 
Uh, right, I don't have enough dudes, so let's buy an extra lineman. And then let's buy two rerolls, because I think I've got enough cash for that. Have I got enough cash for that? Yeah, why not? Alright, sweet. Now, one thing I haven't figured out, Trips, is like getting to get like a, a team portrait like in Blood Bowl 2. Yeah, I've not uh, found that one. It's either not in the game yet, or I've not found it yet. <laughs> yeah, because that would be really good, especially because you're customising your whole team. Um, yeah. It would be really useful to be able to do that, but again, like you say, we might just be missing something there. But it, I'm not too fussed. It's... I... There's some bits, sure, that aren't as good. There are... The AI is going to be garbage forever. That's fine. It's always going to be garbage. Um, you don't play it for that. The online mode. I played a bunch of online games. And actually, I had some connectivity issues. Uh, in fact, I was recording a game. And it just kicked me out like halfway through the game it was on day one and i think it's probably just like everybody was online and um <clears throat> i don't know but i was halfway through a game and i just got absolutely binned off and then when i tried to reconnect it wouldn't let me and then it just wouldn't let me reconnect to the game at all so there's some issues with that but that's just part of being the beta if this was released now would you buy it trips as is yes. yeah yeah i i'd i'd I mean, I'd rather buy it on sale now, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, is it good enough to play? Yes. Are there? Is it perfect? No. Uh, but will it fill fill that free time and does it scratch an itch? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, BT, you haven't had enough time to play with it. You should download it and give it a go because it's actually it's great fun to just binge some games with nobility even if it's just against the AI, because actually the skill up system works really well. Uh, the way it kind of separates it so you know who can take a random, who can take this. And I really love that you can play against your own teams as AI. So right now I'm playing with uh, OWA team against Renegades. So for oh, us cool. on the channel, this is going to be really good, assuming the AI gets ticked up a little bit, for kind of being like, hey, here's a matchup. We're playing this team versus this team. These are the kind of situations. This is good. It, it, there's good, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, and I don't know, the graphics are not perfect, but it does look better than Blood Bowl 2. And personally, I think Blood Bowl 2 is good enough for representing a board game. Like... Yep. My, my teams yeah. on Blood Bowl 2 look much better than my teams in real life. So uh, so I'm on board with that. <clears throat> so some strengths of the game. The customization is good. The fact we got extra teams is good. Uh, the dice... I hmm, The dice are back. Oh, because they're block dice. Right, yeah. Uh, I turned my dice off, Trips. I don't know if you did that in the end. Uh, no, I, I left them on. I, th I think the one thing that... Uh, wound me up slightly with the dice rolls is that often you got the animation with the result after the dice uh, before the dice rolls so you got to see the guy getting casualtyed and then you saw the dice rolls afterwards I was like, <laughs> confusing as heck yeah absolutely yes. it was seriously confusing that's why I turned the dice off I was like I don't understand what's going on here oh man the minotaur knocked my tree down now my tree's going to fail to stand up isn't it yeah because it rolled a flipping one classic Classic OWA trips. Do I want to use a reroll for that? No, I don't think so. We'll just take the one. Um, yeah, no, love it. You know what? I, I'm super excited to see what we get in the way of being able to make online leagues and being able to run tournaments. And that brings me to the last point I wanted to talk about, which was about the different formats this is coming in. 
So this is PC, the PC beta, but it's coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Ben, mm. did you have any thoughts about the Nintendo Switch? I did. Um, so I I am really excited for this, as in it's really good to have it on Switch. I think any time you can release a game, especially like this, on a platform that's like, you know, handheld, you can play it in bed. Awesome. Um, I have concerns about performance. Um, I haven't really seen many issues with performance on PC. But I do know Cyanide aren't, they don't make the most optimized games. Um, they made a cooler <laughs> Cthulhu game, which ran really badly, even on like PS4 when that came out. Um, so that's the concern I have. If it runs really well, no qualms at all. I'll even take 30 frames per second on Switch because I understand you've got performance limitations. And for a game as slow as Blood Bowl, that's totally fine. Yeah. So it's this... not like I'm expecting, you know, buttery smooth 60 FPS. Totally understand. But you and I'm your just, I, I'm scared FPS. it's going to be like, <laughs> no, but I'm just scared <laughs> it's going to be like 15 and that would just be unplayable. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Switch is built for turn based stuff, right? Um, yeah. So from that point of view, I don't think I, I'm really excited about it being on the Switch. Uh, I played it on the DS and it was kind of garbage. Um, so I think there is. Came out on DS. Yeah, it was not was not the best. Uh, the iPad version was actually better than the DS version, which I think is potentially what you're saying. And there's definitely concerns there. And it, it also links into the fact that it. What was it they said about cross-platform trips? Uh, so I think originally they said it it was coming to cross-platform, and then they quickly corrected it and to say. Uh, we haven't had that confirmed, and that tweet has now been deleted. So, I think I think it's fair to say it's coming to multi-platform, and is highly unlikely to have crossplay. How do you guys feel about that? Because we we didn't really play a lot of Blood Bowl too. I think we kind of got into Blood Bowl in a big way. Well, it was really kind of the 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 end of twenty sixteen kind of Blood Bowl, and then the dawn of 2020 was when we kind of you know that that was our our, our, our peak like our unearthing um so playing blood bowl 2 was kind of like ah, this is like the wrong rules now like my gutter runner is my best thrower and i'm trying to not do that anymore um which is def oh oh can i get a surf no i can't get a surf but i can get a nice blitz with my trolls there um and having that cross-platform dream would have been amazing but ah, when we came and kind of went big in blood bowl 2 it was uh what is going on why are my dice just floating in the air what does that mean go huh, weird um trips you know we played it on pc uh sax we played it on playstation and i don't think it was cross-platform no no and it was a bit of a nuisance but it was not the be all and end all and I don't think that's going to be an issue. I, I think it's kind of what's expected. I think it's the kind of thing that uh, we we probably all would like to have it, and it would be easier to try and arrange tournaments and do that. But 
Um, if you're looking to play it with a few friends, buy it on the same format as a few friends. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking to play against the AI, uh, that doesn't really make any difference at all. You're going to be able to get it on whatever console platform device you have. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to say. Right, guys, Blood Bowl 3, is there anything we've missed um, from just the beta? Now, it is just the beta. Like, we don't know what else is going to happen. We don't know so how I much think, is going to be in the game. Yeah, The only thing we're missing is is uh, when it's coming out. It's still 2022 is release. Um, hoping that the feedback and, and what they've seen is good, that uh, that is still confirmed as 2022 and a few weeks time that's that starts to have a date on it what do you think the earliest date is on this i think september now and when we were in middle of june so a month to review finalize you're talking then a marketing run up to it i think end of september probably oh that orc just badly hurt my dark elf uh oh no yeah i think that's reasonable yeah that would be sweet. That would be absolutely brilliant. I'd be really up for that. I'd be really excited for that. And I, I can't wait to get more teams on the go. And it is going to be, it is going to feel a little weird not having the actual, like, gamut of teams to, to play. But, I, I, do you know what? We've been through it. Like, Blood Bowl 2 didn't have all the races, did it? So, it's not really a massive issue. I am just excited to play a lot of Blood Bowl and that's that's yep. going to be the best thing you know, get get some games in have some fun and uh yeah see what we can do with it boom powered him down magical right i think it's time i turned off blood bowl 3 and then we talked about blood bowl tabletop And we're back. So, like we said at the top of the episode, Death Zone is a book full of awesome stuff. And we kind of went for the shiniest, which was the best way to play Blood Bowl, which is Blood Bowl 7s. And then the best thing to have on a Blood Bowl pitch, which is obviously a giant. Um, but in there is a bunch of really useful inducements that tournaments are starting to allow. So uh, Milton kind of raised this by looking at some of the additional inducements that were allowed at Sand Bowl. Um, and there's some stuff in there that you might want to know about if you're running in a league or if you're going to a tournament that does allow it. So it, it kind of made sense to spend a little bit of time having a look at the infamous coaching staff available. Now, this is now it's difficult when it comes to infamous coaching staff. Technically, that includes wizards, but we're not going to look at wizards. We're not going to look at extra stuff. We are literally going to look at um, was it pages 15 through to 21 in Death Zone? 2020 so if you open your books to page 15 and uh, we'll begin talking we will begin <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about the inducements and kind of just go around and say like is this going to be useful is this garbage is this worthwhile when could we see this being comboed because i haven't really read through these until this week um like there's a couple there that i thought were really cool but i think there's a couple that i that that are really good fun here uh so can i get rid of that present Oh, I can. Magic. Good job. Um, okay, okay, so first one is Carry Cold Steel. Uh, Elven Kingdoms, Lustrian Super League, Old World Classic, or World's Edge Super League. So basically everybody except Chaos and Undead. Literally everybody here. Oh, no, 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 no. 
I don't know. Chaos Undead and Greenskins, basically. So, carry is 50... Ah, oh, that doesn't work. Presenting doesn't work, because all it does is just flick the page down. That's aggravating. There we go. Right, I'm going to skip the gump. So, carry counts as two temp agency cheerleaders. So, 50k counts as two temp agency cheerleaders. In addition, if her team cannot set up 11 players at the start of a drive, Carrie may decide to show them how it's done. Her team's coach can choose to set her up as part of the team. If they do so, she counts as part of the team for the duration of the drive and no longer counts as two temp agency cheerleaders. When the drive ends, Carrie is sent off. You cannot argue the call or use a bribe. She will play no further act uh, in the game and doesn't count as cheerleaders at that. And she basically comes on. So if you're down to below 11 players, she can you can choose to deploy her she's moving six strength two edge three plus passing five plus armor eight plus block dauntless frenzy loner four plus so guys for 50k you get two cheerleaders right temp cheerleaders 20k a piece so that's 10k more you don't really tend to buy cheerleaders in this new edition because they don't really do stuff except for press to nuffle um is that right yeah because assistant coach is the re-roll isn't mm -hmm. it so yeah. and you can deploy a person who is a strength to block dauntless frenzy piece? What do we reckon? I'm going to start off with like kind of prefacing this segment with just like it, this is going to be tricky because we're always going to compare it to like things you can get like star players, which are like always going to be better. So in this kind of like framing where we take coaching staff as like in a vacuum. Just because I think that's going to like change how I feel about these things. Because in but a vacuum, also that I think that the value of them is quite important as well. Because they are, they're they're almost in that sweet spot of what else could I do with it? Or I think mm. a lot of it is: do I have the? Would I have the coaching staff, or would I have a keg? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much always going to be the question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is a massive one. So yeah, it's a really fair shout, Ben. But uh, there will be times where I think they they. They can kind of combo a bit. So, you know, you buy your star player and you've got 50k left over. Uh, you know, and like Trip says, do you want a keg or do you want carry who counts as one of your starting at 11? So you kind of get a free player. Yeah, that is true. I, I think for her value, she's pretty great. Like having an emergency block dauntless player is cool. It's just that. 50k to essentially not do anything unless things go horribly wrong that's that's where it becomes a little bit <laughs> that, that it could be exactly the same description of a keg uh yeah that's true <laughs> that is true actually yeah and and that the whole oh counts as two uh two temp cheer cheerleaders um that's nice but it's it does mean I, nothing. If she was an assistant yeah, coach, then this would be excellent. Yeah. If she was two assistant coaches, and then at some point she comes on, she'd basically just be a cheap version of Joseph Buckman. Um, yeah. It's the same kind of archetype. So this is a weird one to think about. I actually like this one a lot because it is in that 50k, like, I've got nothing else to spend. Am I going to take a keg? Or am I likely to drop down to 11 players and then get one drive? with a strength two block piece it's not a great player but it is somebody that you do not care about in the slightest who does have block that you can put on the line and that's one of your players that doesn't need to go on the line and if you're running an elf team 
you are likely to have a little bit of inducements, but not enough to buy a star player because elves have got stitched with star players, essentially. Um, that's not fair, actually. They've just got one good one. Um, I, I, I think this is really useful, and I think this is exactly why we're doing this segment is because there's going to be stuff in here that no one's thought about running or no one's really considered because it's in that other book and most of that book is not legal in tournaments, so we don't worry about it. <coughs> so 50k for carry cold steel. If you drop below 11 players, you get a strength to block dude for a drive. It's not great. It feels like a uh, special play card or a roll to nuffle, but it's not bad. I'm going to give this one a C plus, you know? I think, I think it's okay. I think you got a little bit of money. Would you run it in a tournament? No, no. The stakes in a tournament. I take. I fifty k goes a long way. Yeah, that's yeah. That's incredibly accurate, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for a league, I think that's actually really worth considering, and it can be taken by an absolute ton of teams. Um, right. Next up, Popper Skull Bones, eighty thousand available to any team with favored of or underworld challenge. So all the chaos teams your norse team uh trips and um yep. and underworld teams so that's uh doesn't include black orcs does it that's goblins snotlings yeah. underworld and skaven i think okay right so 80k we are a little bit more on the expensive side now um but this is quite an interesting one so at the start of each drive after the teams have been set up but before the kickoff so you set up you guys. Papa Skullbones can then attempt to bless one player on his team that is not a mercenary or star player with the power of Chaos Gods. Choose a player from the team who's on the pitch and roll a D8. So this is every drive. This is not just once per game. This is every single time you set up, you pick a dude and you roll a D8. Um, any skills gained are kept until the end of the drive. If the player has both skills, there it doesn't work. A player cannot be chosen if the roll has already been made for them during the game. But right, D8. Roll a one. Player is uh, immediately removed from player and placed in the net in KO. So you deploy your guys. You go, I'm going to give this guy some warp stone. And on a one, he's KO'd. On a two, nothing happens. Uh, oh, no, it does. Nothing happens on to that two, player. Yeah, nothing happens to your player. Yeah. Yeah, but randomly select another player from the same team excluding players not on the pitch and players for whom a roll on this table has already been made and roll again all right so that's not bad can be good can be bad like you can be like cool yep i'm gonna pick this goblin to get random skills and then it rolls uh, roll two and now my rat ogre is now mutated um three big hand and very long legs okay that's that's a no that's a bit of a nothing one big hand is pretty useful uh Number four is tentacles and prehensile tail. And uh, number five is disturbing presence and foul appearance. Number six, extra arms and two heads, the hack phlegm combo. Uh, number seven, claws and horns. And number eight, the player gains two skills of your choice chosen for the mutations category. So you're paying 80k. Each drive, one of your players rolls on this table. They can get a couple of mutations, basically. What do we think? I think for for eighty k, that's that's going to be a great bit of fun at the start of uh, every drive. You're going to be like, please don't roll a one, please don't roll a one, <laughs> please don't roll a one. But otherwise, I mean, you you, you roll any of those, and yeah, some of them aren't potentially going to be great if you put it on the on the wrong player. But well, that's really adding a bit of thematic to a, a mutating uh, team that literally is changing every drive. 
I think that's where I feel with this as well, where it's kind of like, I don't, I don't think I had ever been in a position where I'm just like, I'm going to pay 80k for this. But having, but like the rule of this is super fun. And this would make a <laughs> really, really cool league. Really cool but league. This is really always cool the stadium. Case. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Paying 80k for it is a bit of, uh, it's quite an investment, especially because I think Underworld Challenge does actually get access to Fungus the Loon, who is 80k. Yeah. And Bomber, who's 50k. And it's like, <laughs> That, take them over this that's gonna yeah and that's i think that's probably gonna be the thing that we struggle with in this is when it gets to those cheap star players because this is super fun and there's going to be some great combos that happen and it's going to be really funny but it's not gonna help you win mm -hmm. i think but it is going to stay for the whole game this i mean you may have the you no, might have a couple of drives drive. and... It's the oh the the power is the end of the game yeah you're right yeah the powers for the so you, you, every drive you're going to have some influence of it so I sort of look at it and go you've got a what is it a five in eight chance of having two mutating skills on a player that you pick for the for a drive yeah I yeah. I I'd take that at the start of a game <laughs> all right I look forward to the Norse team rolling out Papa Skullbones this is maybe influencing my uh, uh, <laughs> thematic pick for my Norse team <laughs> um, next up we've got Galandril Silverwater uh, this is Elven Kingdoms only a whole bunch of fluff okay uh, each absolutely gorgeous dude isn't he I assume like, that's what him. an Adonis <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> I like the flying squirrel in the artwork as well <laughs> yeah didn't even see that. I thought it was like a leap. <laughs> uh, each time Galandril's team rolls cheering fans on the kickoff event table, add D3 to the number of cheerleaders this team has. If this team does not have any cheerleaders, it counts as having one. In addition, each time Galandril's team makes a roll on the Preston Nuffle table, if it's a 15-16 or an 8 in an exhibition match, the team gets a free re-roll. Uh, 40k and you get d3 cheerleaders when cheering fans comes up now cheering fans is now the seven role right yeah okay so yes yeah, it comes up a bit more. one one in six kickoffs this is going to flag up and it's going to give you plus d3 cheering fans and if you roll that well basically and one in eight of those is going to give you a reroll straight away so one in 48 times you're going to get a reroll let's say it's elf so let's say there's four drives a game so one in 12 games this is going to give you a reroll the rest of the time it's just going to help you win uh cheering fans which gives you a prayer to nuffle i i i i get it it's it's clever but for mm. 40k you could just buy two cheering fans like buy two yeah. cheerleaders uh now if you don't have any cheerleaders it counts as having one, and then you add D3. So technically it's better in that regard. And you do get the potential rebate of uh, a reroll if you one in eight it. I, I, I'd rather take a weather mage at, at like 30k. If, yeah. if I've got money that I'm just doing nothing with, then a weather mage I think is going to be better than winning the prayers to nuffle table and full disclosure i kind of don't i'm oh, but prayers to, i hate rolling prayers to nuffle ben we were playing sevens and it was like oh it's the prayers to nuffle table i think yeah, we actually skipped it didn't we? i think we did yeah we can be bothered so like, i really don't hey i really don't care like i don't care who gets knuckle dusters <laughs> um 
All right. I I'm not a fan of Galandriel. I think you can kind of overlook that guy. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't see him reaching for it unless you really like. Oh, I don't want to do anything else with Forty K. I'll just do it for a bit of fun. But I'd, I couldn't see ever planning on doing it. I'd just take two assistant coaches at that point, or a weather mage. At least you're going to get some edge at that point. Um, okay, okay. Next one is Crot Shock Whisker. Uh, Underworld teams. Uh, so once per game. During step two of the end drive sequence. Crot can experiment on a player who has been removed from play as a casualty. Okay, I like this. So 70k at the end of the drive, a player that's been removed as a casualty, uh, even if they're dead, you roll this for them. Okay, so I like the sequencing of this so far. So one of the worst things I think you guys would agree is when you've got an apothecary and you don't pop the apothecary because you're like, mm, I want to save him, and then you kind of regret it later on. You're like, I kind of wish I'd had used the apothecary on that lineman because of this reason here. So you pick a dude who's been casualtied, doesn't matter when, doesn't matter how badly casualtied, and you roll a d6 once per game. On a one, they die, right? No. The player's condition has worsened. The coach of the opposing team rolls on the casualty table to determine exactly what's happened. The result of this roll is applied immediately in addition to any other casualty table results. Uh, multiple missed next games don't count. Okay, fine. So if you get a badly hurt dude uh, and you roll a one, your opponent then rolls on the injury table again, the casualty table again, which is, that's not the worst, okay? That's really not the worst. Uh, two to three, uh, they remain casualtied. Four to five, uh, they put they get put in the reserves box and they gain really stupid for the next drive. If they already have really stupid, they get really stupid five plus. At the end of that drive, the player is returned to the casualty box uh, where everything carries on. And then on a six, the player is returned to the reserves box and can be set up. At the end of this drive, the player is returned to the casualty box where the effects of the casualty roll were made normal. So basically, 70k... You can pick a guy out of your casualty box at the end of a drive and roll a dice. On a 4+, plus, you get him back for the drive. He may be stupid. He's probably going to be stupid. You're really looking for a 6, and it's only one drive, isn't it? It's basically, yeah, like a stunted apothecary, right? So isn't like, is it apothecary 100k for the game? Yeah. This, is, this is the worst so, 30k yeah. you will ever earn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, this is the... Is this better than trying to save or try, trying to get 100k of a, of a proper proper apothecary it really is a cheap apothecary in both value yeah. and ability so it's, yeah 50 50 to just and even on the even on the good 50 50 like even on the good half of it yeah they only last for a drive and they're stupid how much is um how much is a mercenary more than base is it 20 or 30k can you remember I think it's 20. I think it's 20 as well. If it's 20, then basically every team with the Underworld Challenge, instead of paying 70k, can just take a mercenary lineman on their team. Like, there's yeah. going to be a bunch of teams like, you know, Underworld and Goblins and things like that. They can just take like a, a mercenary goblin and have them there. Um, and I, I think at that point, if you've got the cash to buy a Merc and you don't want to do anything else with that money which is very challenging because for 70k you can get bomber and i think we're going to say that a couple of times in this episode for 80k you can get fungus and that's always going to do stuff like they're always going to do stuff like 
you will always get bomber for at least one drive with this guy you may one in six times get your guy back for a drive uh, yeah yeah i don't know so not... hear me out with this guy i'm gonna go in again as in like rather than treating this so much as something will you or will you not get it uh take it from a different like lens you're in a different lens this could be really cool to in a league everyone starts with an apothecary but they're a trainee and <laughs> you use this table yeah. but it's like you basically everything comes down so like on a six they do like floor execution and then you you kind of tear it up and every time they successfully do something it gets a bit better and a bit better until they become an apothecary so it's a way to for every team to have like a free apothecary and level up a player i like that as part of the team <laughs> i think that could be quite fun and yeah it, yeah. Do that with this, and then yeah, this is that's a really good way to to get this in the game. Yeah, I would take this if it was every time someone got casualtyed, you could roll. Yeah, <laughs> like that would be great. So it's it's like an apothecary, but you you it's worse, but you can do it lots yeah. rather than just the one. So like ah, yeah. goblin died, but he's coming back for a drive. All right, that's all right. That's yeah. okay. That would be that would be like actually that would be pretty good. And you kind of and got the, like, the um, rushed procedure, rushed yeah, medical exactly. procedure, you know, yeah. magic sponge. Um, yeah. <laughs> although there is actually a magic sponge now. Okay, next one up is an interesting one. This is Eileen Andar, so available to any team and is a hundred k. So this one's a little bit convoluted, kind of. If your team took on any journeyman during step three of the pregame sequence, Eileen will ensure that they are the best and are all eager to impress. Roll a d6, applying a minus one modifier for each journeyman. So if you take one journeyman, you roll a d6 and minus one from it. Which is interesting. For each journeyman taken on. Okay. Yeah, so if you've got five journeymen, You're this minus. is not the coach that you want to be taking. Okay, I have, a, I have a question about this then. Anyway, on a roll of a one or less, the journeyman is a team player and they are a... Oh, and but they don't show any particular talent. The journeyman loses loan of four plus. Okay, so you're paying 100k and you're buying a journeyman. On a roll of a one, the journeyman doesn't get loaner. On a roll of a two to five... Uh, the journeyman has some potential. The journeyman gains a single randomly selected skill from one of their primary skill categories. On a roll of a six, Eileen has produced a player with real star quality. The journeyman gains two randomly selected skills from one of their primary categories. Each journeyman counts towards CTV as normal. Their value does not increase for any skills they may have. Journeyman provided by Eileen may be permanently hired during step four of the postgame sequence as normal. But doing so will cost an additional 10k per skill. I, 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 this is spendy, right? You need to have a, you need to have a journeyman. Uh, and you, actually, that's quite funny. Doing this with rioters rookies might actually be quite an entertaining way to do it. Um, yeah. On a roll of two to five, they get a random skill, right? So, actually that's genius <laughs> that's really funny you take riotous rookies you roll a dice you then roll a dice for each of them basically you're fishing for like five or sixes every five or six you roll that jack noblar starts with a random <laughs> yeah do they, do they count as journeymen riotous rookies i don't know probably not like that i was gonna say like yeah. like strictly rules is written with this work or... the, my, my my concern with the rules is written is roll a d6 applying for a minus one modifier for each journeyman taken on 
on a roll of a six. It is if your team took on any journeyman during step three of the pre-game sequence. Which yeah. I don't think is when Riders Rookies takes place, right? No, I think you're right. I think yeah, I think that's actual like journeyman, journeyman. Um, yeah, yeah. But how do you roll a six then? If you're minus one for at least one journeyman. That's a minus very one. good point. Uh maybe that should be it if it's a natural six. Yeah. Because if it's a natural six, then it's be going to be COVID. Or for each generator after the first. I imagine that's probably what I meant to say. For each I imagine that's probably what I meant to say. Yeah. For each additional journeyman taken on, maybe. Yeah. Right. Anyway, the point is here. Um, if if this is a if this is an inducement, you can take on Blood Bowl three. I'm gonna farm this. <laughs> Because you, because you kind of can, and the way that uh, petty cash works in Blood Bowl twenty twenty is different than it used to, right? You can just use your cash to buy stuff, yeah. and it doesn't actually influence team value. So you yeah. can just be like, mm, right, okay, I kind of want to. Uh, I've, I've got enough cash in the kitty so that I could buy a Skaven rat, and on a two to five, they're going to get a random. This is wicked. Like I get him, he's a journeyman, and if I like the skill and he survives the game, I'm going to buy him for ten k more. I, I think this is a really clever way to kind of give you an angle to get permanent benefits, but you've got to suck it up for a game. It's a pretty cool catch-up mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I wonder if I this... think if you used it right and wanted to take on Journeyman at the end, this could be a really good way to try and go from having been quite inducement rich to in a reasonably good squad place. Yeah, I like it. I think this is a good one. Now, you are looking at... Oh, no, 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 guys. This is Journeyman, right? Mm -hmm. So this is when you've got nobody. So this is when your dead dudes come on. So yeah. if you're running an elf team, you will have Journeyman, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is great. I like Get this. Get skilled up elves that don't cost any more. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is really interesting. And then right. you can permanently hire them for 10k yeah. without the extra cost. If That's you get a good insane. skill. If you get yeah. a good skill. Yeah, but you're likely to with elves. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can take it. You're a... likely to get something or general agility on their journeyman. I'm thinking mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking every lineman with a random general, right? Block, dauntless, wrestle, kick, sure hands. And the odd frenzy can be handy. Frenzy is great. Yeah, it's basically yeah. just shadowing. Cheers, trumpets. Um, shadowing is the only <laughs> skill you don't want, and uh, especially on a snotling. So I think this, I think it, it is not cheap, right? It's definitely not free. But if you're down 100k in a league match, and actually, you know, you've got a few journeymen, just go for it. You might roll a couple of cool random journeymen that can really help your team out. I think it's pretty cool yeah. for like goblins as well. Might be a really good way to get cheap sneaky gets and things. Yeah, exactly. I like that. All right, and that's the, cool. And the chances are that you're definitely going to improve your team for the entire game. So it's it's not a, a little bit of an improvement. You potentially, yeah, two okay. two or three journeymen might might actually worst case scenario. Your journeymen don't have loner. Like that's the worst yeah. case scenario here, which I think is excellent. The journeyman. Yeah, okay. Loner. I wasn't I I wasn't sold on this, but after talking it through, this is actually pretty cool, and I think I would. This is the first one that's come up where I would say I would actually take this in Goblins. 
I think I would actually take this. It depends on how many journeymen, obviously, but like, yeah. I mean, snotlings, you could have a bunch of them and they die. They do die. They do you die. could I think get it's cool. so many that just start off with skills that are free. It might be actually quite fun to uh, start a league um, with goblins. Fire yeah. all of your goblins. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think goblins get the most use out of this. Because I think, you know, when they're only 10k more to hire, that's less of a sting than it is for each snotling. So take um, 11 goblins on the ro- 11 roster, fire three straight away. Start your game with three journey goblins. Pay the 100k to get this and that's a four five or six to give them to they for them starting with a random primary like that's yeah that's all right that's going to be two goblins basically that start with a random primary now that is definitely not going to win a particularly huge amount but it is going to be a lot of fun and that's what you're looking for so i i like that one i think that's pretty cool um next up is professor frankelheim this is sylvanian spotlight only 130k Okay, so we're in we're in wizard territory now, um, but I love this one so much. During the pre-game sequence, after step four, before step five, I'm just having like Magic the Gathering flashbacks a lot of the time. Okay, <laughs> before the uh, second end phase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, randomly select D three players. So pre-game, D three players could be one, could be three. These players have been modified by the professor. Until the end of the game, each selected player gains a single random mutation skill. Uh, However, at the start of step three of the post-game sequence, roll a d6 for each of these players unless they suffered and did not recover from a casualty table result of dead. Uh, On a roll of a one, the experiment proves a bit of a failure. The player immediately loses the skill and must miss the next game. Okay. On a two to five, they lose the skill. On a six, they retain the skill, do not have to pay any SPP, and but they do uh their value does go up though Team value goes up, yeah. yeah uh all right so 130k d3 players and do you choose them randomly select d3 players yeah. who will get a random mutation on a six at the end of the game they get to keep it oh. so much random for 130k like this would be the worst of a one when it's like one player gets and then rolls a one so i've got to put a shout out to gary who has got a claw vampire uh in his league because the clawed vampire rolled a claw and kept it due to frankelheim really yeah i know it's best case scenario mentality but dude he's now got a claw vampire that's actually pretty sick i know (laughs) Like, this is great. And I really like some of these inducements that actually have a chance to affect your team permanently. It's a gamble, right? But if you went into a game and you were like, right, give me 100k and uh, at the end of the game, all your team will get a primary, a random primary. Well, I'd pay that every game, like in a league, basically. And I know that this is 130k and there's only a one in six chance and you, it's D3 random players. So realistic case let's say two zombies get a random mutation but if my zombie gets a random mutation and keeps it that's wicked i'm keeping that dude yeah uh is it better than a wizard though (laughs) uh like i'm I'm only happy with this if you roll that six 
like if any of them get the six, that's awesome. It's a free skill. Yeah. But like realistically having... you're gonna end up yeah. you're gonna pay 130k for one very long leg zombie. <laughs> yeah. And then we both did it in our like this live stream game then which is like, oh we just need to roll a six? Oh we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was and then great. we both managed to pull that off, but uh, yeah. I think it works every time. Saxby yeah. could do it, but I think that'll be about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it is going to be one of those that the majority of times that your best thing is I got a skill that I used once in the game, and every once in a while it's going to be someone rolled sixes and go, well, I went from buying buying a coaching staff to having three skilled up players with the skill that I wanted, and we're like, uh, well, yeah. someone rolled sixes. <laughs> There's um. I still don't think that's as bad as like when a team randomly rolls a strength up. Like that just was not fun to play against. Like, oh, game one, and they got a random strength. Now there's a strength for Dwarf Runner. And you're like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I was playing against an undead team and they had two claw zombies or two claw flesh golems, I would be like, that is cool. Like, that is cool. I, I don't think... I don't think... I think there's nothing there that's just horrifically bad and i think that's because multi blow doesn't stack with uh, with claw the same way i think maybe uh a horns werewolf would be problematic but also very cool because mm. yeah i don't know i like this one 130k is very spendy um but hey if you've got it spend it worst case scenario nothing happens Next up, we've got Mungo Spinecracker. So this is Badlands Brawl, Old World Classic or Underworld Challenge, and he is a masseuse. Uh, and he will sort your players out. So whenever a player on your team suffers an injury result of KO, or a stunty KO, roll a d6 before removing them from play. On a 1, they are now casualtied uh, as badly hurt. Um, they don't get the SPPs, though, I don't think. Um, on a 2 to 4, nothing happens. On a 5 to 6, they stay on the pitch, not KO'd. This, I think, is really good. 80k, so you spend 50k for your KO, uh, for a keg, right? 80k, you get a 5 plus ward save against knockouts for the whole game. And I what... really like this one. And I think if you've got a low armor team and you know that you're going to be getting smashed a bit, for 80k this is going to pay itself back during the game because you're going to have a few players stay on the pitch for a few extra turns it's oh, absolutely invaluable yeah pretty great for especially this underworld challenge so you can get this on like an underworld team that would be really cool yeah snotlings uh, you know snotlings and, and ogres like uh, the problem is they've got they've got really great things to be spending their inducement money on but this is yeah this is really useful those low armor teams those low strength teams when you lose players there's nothing you can do about it until after the drive you've normally got some spare snotlings or whatever but once they're off the pitch they're off the pitch well realistically you're gonna suffer like three to six knockouts a game so there's gonna be you know one or two times where that knockout just turns into a stun it's not brilliant but I think this is reasonable. And if my opponent was like, right, I'm taking, I'm going to take Mungo, I'd be like, okay, I get where you're going with this. Five plus ward save against KOs is is excellent. Like, that's going to come up. I like it. It's not amazing. 
I just love the idea of like an orc chiropractor. Like, I just think that's fantastic. <laughs> Called Spinecracker. You're just like, yeah, yeah. that's who I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. All right. Now we've got a couple of big boys here. So this is Fink to Fixer. Now, this is the one that everyone's really heard about. So uh, Fink to Fixer, 90k, Badlands Brawl or Underworld Challenge. So the teams you'd expect. Uh, you got it, boss. Once per game, when your team uses a bribe, you may re-roll the d6 to see if the bribe works. So once per game, you re-roll a bribe and uh, you pass Argue the Calls on a 5 or 6 for 90k. Mm. This this is really interesting. And we, we see a lot of this kicking around in the community where people are like, do I take a couple of bribes or do I take, uh, you know, do I take this and this or do I take Think the Fixer instead? Because actually, if you've got the bribery and corruption rule, you get to re-roll a roll of a 1 uh, when you fail a bribe, I think. Or argue the call, one of the two. Uh, so actually, it's a really good combo. And you get to argue the call on a 5 or 6. So I think Fink is excellent. And this is the one I think you see mentioned. Yeah, I... I... I, I can see why. Like, this is just really consistent and it's going to do the thing that your game plan is, yeah. you know, built around. Like, if, you, if you're taking a lot of bribes and bad lads, bad lads brawl, like half price bribes, you know, have a whole bunch of them with a whole bunch of secret weapons, then you will get use out of this on all aspects. Like, you will be arguing the call a lot. Your bribes, you know, you'll probably fail one, in which case you can re roll it, and you're really unlikely to ever fail. So, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, think is, 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 is proper. It's a lot of money, but I think it's worth it. I think you get the use out of it. Because, I mean, if you're saving one bribe, you're already saving 50k off of that. Yeah. And I like think 40k you can, to... Yeah, if you work your roster out well, it's it's worth trying to squeeze it in somewhere. If you're, yeah. you're stacking, stacking up those secret weapons. Yeah, I think the fixer is a good one. Uh, Sheeland Charlatan, uh, available to any team for 90k. Uh, during the pre-game sequence, after step four, before step five, except on the third Tuesday of the month, randomly select D3 players on your team that are eligible to play during this game. These players have been approached by Charlatan and his interest is having a notable, noticeable effect on their attitude. Uh, so uh, during the pre-game, D3, random players. Until the end of the game, each selected player gains the pro skill. However, at the start of step three of the post-game sequence, roll a D6 for each of these players, uh, unless they suffered, it did not resolve, yeah, unless they died. On a roll of a one, that player starts acting very up themselves, uh, and they gain loner two plus forever. Uh, on a roll of two to five, nothing exciting happens. On a roll of a six, they keep pro without having to spend SPP, uh, but their current value goes. So D3 players get pro. D3 random players get pro, they get pro. And they get pro for the game. Why are we? Why do we not see this more? <laughs> that's really good because that's not bad. It's, it's really good for the value, especially when you compare it back to um, the professor at one hundred and thirty k. You're like, well, ninety k, you get three pros. Yeah, you are running a risk that at the end of this, you've accidentally given three people loner. Um, <laughs> loner two plus, but, yeah. So you, you can imagine playing an OWA a team and and just making sure that everyone who didn't have loner now has it as well. Um, but again, if you roll a six, 
you, you get to keep it and 90k is a bit more affordable than 130k for three skills and the shells best case scenario renegades d3 all three big guys all end up with pro after game one <laughs> that's it i'm banking that's gonna happen that is gonna happen to somebody somewhere <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen to, to some someone and the opponent's gonna be walking out the door yeah. going, i need new dice horrific uh look i mean you could be spending 90k for a random player to have pro but that's okay i'd do that pro is useful yeah, yeah it's always useful Especially like on a big guy, or like you, you could even. No, I was gonna say you could want this on vampires, but it's pretty easy to get pro on them naturally, isn't it? Yeah, like I mean, to. I think in a bad situation, uh, if your zombie gets pro, but then actually that's kind of that's a blocking skill at that point, and every now and again that four plus pickup is gonna have a three plus reroll on it. That's again quite useful. A nobbler or a snotling gets it. Well, actually, that three plus might come in handy with a, just a free two die up block or a ball pickup or something that you don't need. I um, think having it increase the team value on this is a little bit that makes it less nice on those kind of teams. Like you probably don't want your snotling with pro because. Uh, it's kind of inflate, inflating the team value, isn't it? Uh, as if the player had chosen a primary skill. So twenty k, it's 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 fine. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. I I would take a pro nobler for thirty five k. Like that's, I'm okay with that. That's that's. Oh cool. yeah, I miss the chosen primary. Yeah, I thought it'd be like chosen Double. secondary or yeah, something, which would be, be yeah, brutal. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but no, I think like on an ogre team, this is great. Ogres with pro, fantastic. Noblars with pro, fantastic. Uh, you know, I like this. I think this is good. I, it's not, it's not as good as potentially some other stuff. But I'm really hoping that as we go into this next league at our club, some of this kind of periphery gear gets used because we've all been in that match. Where I'm like, right, I got 90k. I guess I'm taking a keg, and that's yeah. It. Well, actually, yeah. I've got 90k. Um, all right, let's take the pro guy. Like, let's let's see. And if, if you're in a league and and you, if you're running a team and you know you're going to be running heavy on inducements, like games one, two, and three, because that's the way you're running it. This is not a bad way of going. I'm going to consistently take take this. I'm going to try and get some skill ups and uh, just get through games one, two, and three until I don't need 250k of inducements. Um, and just sort of to go with the skilling up approach. What do we reckon to this one versus the journeyman one? Is this better? I think I prefer the journeyman one. The journeyman one's fun and works on multiple players in theory. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like that one more. It kind of kickstarts you a little bit more and it's a catch up. Yeah. Um, I think I think in a league these would be good to like award teams. Like yes. maybe if they maybe you have like achievements or something within the league to work towards, and if you do that. You unlock this for your next game, just like one yeah. game for free, or a great underdog bonus for someone yeah. joining. Sort of underdog a few bonuses. Rounds in. If you've lost two games, then actually you get this guy for a game. Like there's 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 some really interesting catch up angles there. I think Ben, you called it there. Mm. Um, actually, yeah, this could be quite good for you know halfway through the league. Uh, the teams in the bottom half of the league, they all get the crew guy they all get the journeyman guy you know something just to help their team boost up a bit it's interesting really interesting that is all of the coaching staff 
and I hadn't I mean I, I read Death Zone cover to cover when I got it because I was super excited and then I just moved on with my life I didn't even consider it again I, I knew about the mutation dude because Gary mentioned it uh which I thought was pretty cool and think the fixer he's always kind of talked about but the other ones I'd never really looked at never really considered and it's good to have options carry cold steel 50k do you take a keg or do you take a a weak Amazon for a turn like you know it's interesting some of them not so good some of them are pretty useful and and I like it and when it comes to inducements it is kind of free money so it is a case mm. of do I take an apothecary or do I take a chance to level up my team and, and and it's good to have more options in that pot yeah when when you when you have inducements you do, particularly if you're on a team and you, you're going to have them every more than once in a league and once running through it is nice to have a different option depending on your opponent and go well for this guy i'm going to try and do this for that i'm going to get squashed i need to bring a star in otherwise it's going to be horribly painful yeah. actually this matchup isn't too bad so i can afford to spend that 90k and see if i can get pro on a couple of guys and maybe i'll swing it on my big guy for the game anyway and that'll be a massive boon um because it would be like i love it i think this is really good I... And it's it's all a bit more thematic and a bit more fun. Yeah, that's that's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More it's fun not exactly is... to win games if it can just be for fun. And I think that element of like, there's a few of these that are going to help your team in the long run, makes it totally worth it. And I I, yeah. I want to have a proper chat with you guys about this in the future because I, I think with Blood Bowl 2020 more than e more than ever, I don't know if winning is all that important and we'll we'll talk about it at a different podcast that's a whole episode yeah it is hmm. i do think there's a lot of times we're actually losing the game but building a team is the right decision and some of these guys will play into that really nicely um before we wrap up uh i was gonna say any favorites but i think we kind of covered that these ones didn't we yeah journeyman one for me hands down love it and I think this is very much more focused on league. I think there's a couple of them you could take for a tournament, but for most of them, yeah. Uh, if you do tournamenting, there's there is a better way to to <laughs> spend that last bit of the roster money. You can min max mm. the cash, can't you? And just be like, well, yeah. I can take this. I can take this. No, wicked, right, guys? Anything else? Anything more for Blood Bowl this week? that's about it no thank you i'm gonna run skaven in the new league coming up i so saw I, I dug out my old yellow coat <sighs> team so hopefully this weekend i can get some paint and finish them off fantastic i'm super yeah. excited to get that league kicking off um I could try and film some games there because i think we might as well because it might be really fun but just mm. getting that story brewing it's going to be really cool right wonderful guys thank you very much for joining me for hanging out and talking to blood bowl i think uh I think we'll bid adieu. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, right. We'll wrap up there, guys. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more Blood Bowl content. Happy blocking.
thanks very much for watching we really appreciate your support if you want to help support the channel even further please like and subscribe or come join us on our patreon we have early access to content we get loads of feedback from you guys and we try and do competitions as much as we can or you can get yourself some bonehead podcast merch on our spreadshirt site so if you want to support a team especially for the bonehead championship you can pick up a shirt a mug things like that it all helps support the channel and we really appreciate it anyway links below thank you very much Happy blocking.